Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Today, if you'll turn to 1 Kings chapter 18, I have looked at this and looked at this. I don't know how to do this, and I've asked the Lord to help. I don't know how to do this other than what I'm going to attempt. I'm going to read a large block of Scripture, larger than we normally read. Um, I'm not going to exegete every verse of Scripture. Uh, I'm not going to preach an expositional sermon where we take a block of Scripture and I look in that Scripture and draw this out and draw that. We're going to read a block of Scripture so you get the story. Okay, can you all say, I need to get the story? I need to get the story. I want you to get the story, and we're going to tie in the story to three stories in the life of Elijah leading up to this story. And we're going to draw some principles from the story today and the three previous stories that will help us... um, It'll catapult us into walking in more victory. And so I want you to listen carefully. And let's just begin to read in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1. Are you ready? And it came to pass after many days that the word of Jehovah came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show yourself unto Ahab. So God says, Go, show yourself unto Ahab. Remember now, it's been three years. It hasn't rained. And And Elijah is told by God, go show yourself unto Ahab, I will send rain upon the earth. Now what does God say he's going to send? And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and the famine was sore in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, who was over the household. Now Obadiah feared Jehovah greatly, for it was so. When Jezebel cut off the prophets of Jehovah, that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave, and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said to Obadiah, Go through the land unto all the fountains of water, and unto all the brooks. Peradventure we may find grass, and save the horses and mules alive, that we lose not all of the beasts. So they divided the land between them to pass through it. So Ahab's going one way, Obadiah's going another. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him. And he knew him and fell on his face and said, Is it you, my Lord, Elijah? And he answered him, It is. It is I. Go tell your Lord, Behold, Elijah is here. And he said, Wherein have I sinned that you would deliver your servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? Obadiah thought that, that Elijah was setting him up for failure. As Jehovah your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom whither my Lord has not sent to seek you. In other words, Ahab's looking for you. Remember, it hadn't rained in three years. And Ahab said, it's not going to rain till I say so. And so, apparently now, Ahab is out looking for Elijah. And it will come to pass, as soon as I am gone from thee, that the Spirit of Jehovah will carry you, whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab... And he cannot find you, he will slay me, but I, your servant, fear Jehovah from my youth. Was it not told, my Lord, what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of Jehovah? How I hid a hundred men of Jehovah's prophets by fifty in a cave. 
and fed them with bread and water. And now you say, go tell your Lord, behold, Elijah's here, and he's going to kill me. And Elijah said, as Jehovah of hosts lives, before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. So Ahab went to meet, so Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him. And Ahab went to meet Elijah. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah that Elijah, or excuse me, Ahab said unto him, Are you the one that troubles Israel? Now the word trouble there really means troublemaker. So what he's saying is, There you are, you troublemaker. The king says to Ahab, You're the cause of all this trouble. And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you have. I'm not the troublemaker, you are. And your father's house. In that, you have forsaken the commandments of Jehovah, and you followed the Baal. Now therefore, send and gather to me all Israel into Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of Asherah, 400, that eat at Jezebel's table. He says, gather them, bring them all in. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near unto all the people and said, How long do you go limping between the two sides? If Jehovah is God, follow Him. Now look, I'm not going to exegete all this, okay? There's a whole series of messages in this one verse. If Jehovah is God, follow Him. But if Baal, then follow Him. Basically what he says, get off the fence. Determine today. If Jehovah's God, follow Him. If Baal is God, follow Him. Remember the words of Jesus. No man can serve two masters. If he will love the one and hate the other, he will cling to the one and despise the other. No man can serve God and mammon. So what he's saying is, stop vacillating. Get on one side or the other. And the people answered him, not a word. Pastors understand that feeling. <laughs> then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only am, left a prophet of Jehovah. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bulls, and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces, lay it on the wood, put no fire under it, and I will dress the other bull, and lay it on the wood, and put no fire under it. And you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of Jehovah. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. This is brilliant. Remember we talked about Baal a few weeks ago? Baal was considered the God that sent the rain. He was also considered the God that sent the thunder and the God that sent the lightning or the fire from heaven. So Elijah says, you call on your God, <laughs> let him, you call down fire from heaven, knowing that they regarded their God as a God that could send fire from heaven. And I'll call on my God. Whichever God responds, we'll recognize that God is God. Seems like a fair fight, doesn't it? And so Elijah said to the prophets, well, all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. That's a miracle there when everybody agreed on anything. And Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bull for yourselves, dress it first, for you are many. In other words, you got the majority, you can go first. Call on the name of your God and put no fire under it. 
And they took the bull which was given them, and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, Oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. They leaped about the altar which was made, and it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked. And watch this. This is the original trash talk, okay? Like these NBA guys have nothing on, Draymond Green has nothing on Elijah, okay? And it came to pass at noon, Elijah mocked them and said, Cry out loud! For he's a God, either he's musing or he's gone aside. I think it's a New Living Translation, I'm just saying, says maybe he's gone to the bathroom. <laughs> maybe he's on a journey. Peradventure he's asleep and you need to wake him, up, wake, him, wake him up. And they cried out loud and cut themselves, which was their manner, with knives and lances until their blood gushed out upon them. And it was so when midday was past that they prophesied until the time of the evening offering. But there was neither voice nor any to answer him, nor any that regarded. So you got the story, right? For hours they cried to their God and they didn't get an answer because their God really is not a God. And Elijah said, the people come near unto me. All the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of Jehovah that was thrown down. There's another whole series in that one verse. He repaired the altar that had been broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of Jehovah came, saying, Israel shall be your name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of Jehovah. He made a trench about the altar, watch this, as great as it would contain two measures of seed. Some call it barrels. And he put the wood in order and cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he said, fill four jars with water. Now, a lot of scholars have problem with this verse because it's a drought and, and all that. But, but, but Mount Carmel is right by the Mediterranean Sea. And even in times of drought, there were some streams and brooks in Mount Carmel that apparently continue to flow. But watch what he does. He says, fill up four jars with water, pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. Now, how many of you know wet wood won't burn? And he said, do it the second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran around about the altar and filled the trench. Can you all say it was full? It was so full of water, the water was running out. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening oblation that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Oh, Jehovah, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Jehovah. Hear me that this people may know that you, Jehovah, are God and that you have turned their heart back again. Then the fire of Jehovah fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. I submit to you, wet wood will burn when God sends fire down from heaven. Amen. Now, if you Google this passage of Scripture and you Google sermons on this passage of Scripture, you will find one theme that pastors use more often than not, titling sermons they preach or messages they bring from this passage of Scripture. More often than not, you will find a title of this passage, something like this, Showdown at Mount Carmel. So today I'm not going to talk to you about 
a showdown at Mount Carmel, I'm going to talk to you a few minutes about showtime. Because you read the story just like I did. I'm not going to go over every detail. You read the story. You saw what happened. This was not a showdown. This was showtime. There was no showdown. There was a showtime. You see, I'm from back in the old school basketball days. And one of my favorite sports teams of all time was the 1980s showtime Los Angeles Lakers led by Magic Johnson himself. And I remember one year when the Lakers and the Celtics were playing for the NBA Finals during the showtime. The Lakers played a showtime brand of basketball. It was fast break. It was up and down the court. It was run and gun. And so, and so Magic Johnson was being interviewed before the NBA Finals. And they were facing their rival, the Boston Celtics. And the interviewer was talking to Magic, and he said, Magic, what are you concerned about in regards to the Celtics? Like, what about, and he starts listing all the Celtic players. What about Larry Bird? What about Kevin McHale? What about uh, Kevin Parrish? What about uh, DJ? What about Danny Ainge? What about all these guys? And what are you going to do with their defense? And how are you going to stop their offense? And I'll never forget this. Like 30 years ago, I watched this on the old ESPN. And Magic Johnson said this. He goes, well, we just going to play our game. Now, we respect our opponent. And they're highly regarded. But we never dissect the game of our opponent. All we do, I got God bumps, all we do is focus on our game. And we believe that if we play our game, we'll be world champions, and I'm not cocky. He goes, so all we're going to do is play some showtime, baby. And what I'm saying to you is, that's exactly what Elijah did. There was no showdown, there was showtime. All Elijah did was play his game. All Elijah did was exactly what God told him to do. Because in the prayer that he prayed, he said, Let them know that I've done all of this at thy word. So here you have showtime on Mount Carmel. 